This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. This is Stu and uh, it's Jeffy. Uh, still? Still there? Still there. We try, uh, try we, as we, we may. Trying to get him removed uh, so far. No but, luck. Uh, no. Awful. The thing is, they, they can't get the crane into the building yet to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the problem right there. So uh, 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 Nothing funnier than logistics <laughs> that are real. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing funnier. And of course, what we mean by all that is, can we can we go to the Jeffy shot again? Is that, <laughs> that yes? Okay, that he's thing. fat. He's fat. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so, so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure they got that. Pretty sure they got that. You got? You think? Yeah, pretty sure. All right. I was uh, watching an older clip of us uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, me too. You know, I one thing that's you know, wine, uh, cheese improves with age. Yeah. Yeah. And we have two. Yeah. Is that what you're kind of? Is that where you're going? <laughs> it wasn't so, where I was going. And exactly. So have we. And so, so have we. Like a fine wine. Yeah, like a fine wine that got overheated. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in the sun. Starting to bulge out of that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
<laughs> uh, sad news today. Uh, Alan Combs uh, passes away, age 66. Uh, he's best known for Hannity and Combs, of course, uh, for many, many years at Fox News Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, also had a radio show, I believe, uh, and did you know uh, lots of guest appearances on Fox as well. Yeah, he was a um, Fox contributor, I think, till the end. Yeah, till the end. Um, so really sad and really yeah. out of nowhere. He was 66 years old. Um, he uh, had he had a a situation where he was um, uh, tweeting um, and and such you know up until his death and actually after his death because of uh, I guess scheduled tweets. Now you know a lot of times um, you know there are social media managers and such that that are controlling accounts like that. So I don't, I don't know that he was they didn't seem like they were personalized tweets from Alan Combs. But it's weird to see that because you go I mean that's kind of the first thing you mm-hmm. do now. Mm-hmm. If, if someone passes away, you go to their Twitter account to see what the last kind of thing they said publicly was. Um, and, you know, it was just, but it wasn't anything personal uh, from Combs. His, they did announce on his uh, webpage and on his uh, Twitter feed uh, that he had passed away. So really, uh, it really sucks. I mean, you know, I will say that. It's Col- really sad. Yeah. Now, obviously, we didn't agree with any, probably anything he ever yeah, said. much nothing. I, I, I mean, there's just nothing to agree with Alan on. He, he had extreme liberal views. And... And we didn't agree with him. But, but nice guy. I mean, universally, everybody says he was a nice guy. I'm not sure I ever met him. I think he was on our show. He was on the radio show. But I think it was... Remember in New York? Didn't we have him on? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it was by phone. Glenn so. got along with him pretty well. Yeah, uh, he did. We did, because we even yeah. joked with him about it, right? Yeah, we did, because we did that wandering eye thing, you know? Remember that? <laughs> I do. I do kind of remember that, yes. <laughs> and he laughed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing about Alan Combs was he didn't take himself so seriously that he, you know, couldn't joke around. And he, and he did. He was yeah. just, a, just a good guy. So it's uh, really sad. So yeah. our thoughts and prayers are with, with his family and friends today. Um, 888-727-BECK. Ellen DeGeneres says that uh, the Trump transgender order is, quote, not okay, unquote, as LGBT groups protest the White House. Well, if she says it's not okay, then... Well, wow, she also right. says transgender is just a state of mind, right? Remember, if she said that, it was yeah. a, if it's yeah. the way you feel in your in your head. I mm-hmm. believe was the way she said that, which uh, was uh, interesting to me because that's not what I understood uh, from what we were supposed to uh, talk about when it comes to that. But from Ellen, uh, mm-hmm. that's what she said. I, I like Ellen a lot, though. She says, uh, "Just seen the news about removing uh, the laws protecting trans people. This isn't about politics; it's about human rights, and it's not okay." Um, the way this is being phrased, you'll see it everywhere. Protections. Why? Why? Why don't people? Uh, why don't the rest of us have any human rights? Why, why is it only the transgenders that have the human rights? Why is it only they cannot be offended or made to feel a certain way? Specifically with this bathroom thing. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. bullcrap that we feel a certain way or that any of the women with a man coming in feel a certain way. That doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. Only the transgender feelings matter here and they're the only human rights at issue. Just, I, how did we get here? And, and also, we should not The act. majority means nothing. I mean, absolutely zero. Now, should the majority crush minorities? Of course not. Nobody says that. No, that's why we're not a democracy in this country. However, we should have some say. We should have some <laughs> consideration. Well, there's never, uh, the only time raw numbers really matter, Pat, is when you're talking about the popular vote uh, that <laughs> yeah, Hillary Clinton that's, won. That's, that's true. At any other time, uh, that doesn't matter at all, apparently. Um, but it, we shouldn't act, and this is, a, this is typical of what's going on with Donald Trump right now, and it's something liberals should watch themselves on. They won't, but they should. 
I can understand Ellen thinking, you know, I don't know that Ellen is all that engaged with the with the comings and goings of these types of things. I don't know how, you know, she might not watch it extremely closely. But let's put this into perspective for a second. Mm -hmm. This is a brand new thing that just existed, right? It was it was never in place before. They put it into place very recently. What did it do? What did what did and again? This is just Obama doing it uh, via decree, as typical of the Obama administration. So, but it was very recent. So he went through mm -hmm. almost his entire administration with this not happening. Okay, let's be honest about this. He did it in the last year of his administration. What did it do? Nothing. All it did was advise. Uh, public schools that they should do this, uh, treat the uh, d the bathroom issue as liberals want it treated, right? And there was a withholding of federal funds. And that, to that. right, exactly. So there was a withholding. So it didn't actually make them do anything. It just mm -hmm. said, if you don't do this, we may withhold funds from you. So no, no, and this and that didn't happen to anyone. No schools mm -hmm. uh, had their funds withheld because of this. So there was absolutely no actual difference that happened with this rule. In addition, it doesn't prevent any state from saying the exact same thing to public schools in their state. It just throws it back to the states where all your liberal states can all handle it the way they want to handle it. It just means the federal government won't withhold funds, which, by the way, is probably illegal anyway, uh, as was ruled in the, uh, in the uh, Obamacare case as it related to Medicare, where they said these penalties where you're constantly trying to uh, influence policy by withdrawing funds is actually not allowed. Whether it would apply here or not, we don't know. Um, but it very well may have been overturned by the Supreme Court anyway uh, as, it, as it went up there. So, I mean, literally nothing happened here. And this is the case with, with the Trump administration and, and, and the way these things are being handled. You have to, Trump, I promise you, will do a lot of crap that will be real. Mm. Wait for it to occur. Don't just freak out about every little thing because then when something real occurs, you're not going to have any impact at all. And right now, the, the left and the media is going down this road where they freak out over every little thing that happens. This, look, I can understand if you're a transgendered person where you're saying, well, you know, it looked like we took a step, again, from, a, from that perspective. It looked like we took a step in the right direction and now we're taking a, a, a step back. You have to acknowledge, though, number one, it was an almost invisible step in the right direction if you were with this movement. It did almost nothing. You know, it really did. It didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't accomplish anything. It didn't affect the policy of one school that we know of. It, they never withdrew funds from any of these schools. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, that's a big part of it. Number two, the step back will still allow you to go through the states and get it done the way the country's supposed to run anyway. The way the right country was designed to run was a federalist system in which these things were supposed to happen through the states. So if California wants to say, you know what, you're only able to go to the opposite gender of the one you were born at, they could do that. It's just that this is just removing that guidance away. And remember for a second that Donald Trump is absolutely the most pro-LGBTQIAP president in American history um, certainly for Republicans, but in American history as he takes office. Remember, Barack Obama took office as an opponent of gay marriage. Okay? Absolutely, Donald Trump is the most pro-LGBTQIAP president in American history at the point he takes office. And they act as if he's Hitler on this issue. There is no evidence of this. The man kept in place 
the, uh, the executive order on, on gays uh, in, uh, in from the White House. He kept that one in place. He's uh, talked often about about these mm. issues in a in a you know defending you know partially when he was going against Islam. It's been one of the big things he's talked about when he's talked about Islamic extremist countries, is saying that one of the really horrible things they do are, are treat gays poorly. Um, his son, his daughter, and his son-in-law are very um, uh, very well aligned here uh, with uh, the values of the left on these issues. It makes no sense to go crazy over these things. I don't understand why they're doing it. I mean, I, you know, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing turn of events, I think. And they're going to keep doing it. They're, they're just going to keep doing it. I mean, it, it's so bad that Keith Ellis, uh, Ellison, Keith Ellison, who's the, potentially the next head of the DNC, has said that day one Trump did impeachment-type offenses. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's just it's it's madness. They're so unhinged over this. Yeah, that and and any time we spoke out against Barack Obama, whose policies we absolutely abhorred, uh, whose Marxist tendencies we we couldn't stand or, and abide. And the guy seemed like he didn't he wasn't super loyal to the country, he had no affinity necessarily towards he was the least pro-American American president in history. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He was the least pro-American. Now, does that mean he was anti-American? No, but he was the least pro-American. He was the least rah-rah, uh, I love this country guy that we've ever elected to well, the office. I mean, I think that was and, proven when he came out and said, uh, hey, you know, is Vladimir Putin a murderer? Uh, no, well, we've got a lot of murderers here. Look at what we've done. We're not so innocent. Yeah, yeah we're not so innocent. That was that, that was a great. I mean, that proved it. That wasn't I mean, that was Obama. That was that was Trump. But uh, but you know. Oh, what? I, uh, yeah. So, but up until recently, I think I. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, every time we said anything <laughs> negative about Obama, it it was the end of the world. But these guys are so unhinged. I mean, they yeah. they'd like to string up Donald Trump already, and he really hasn't done anything yet. Terrible. He hasn't done anything terrible that I know of. Mm. What has he done? I mean, from a liberal point of view, what has he done to cur- curtail? Liberal agenda. He hasn't even done anything on Obamacare yet. He hasn't done anything really on the border. Has really he done anything yet. on the he's border? T- he, didn't, I mean, he left DACA in place. DACA in place. I mean, now look, he's done some things. And, and, and you know, the argument from people like Rush Limbaugh, for example, yesterday, um, as it was reported, uh, he basically said, yeah, you know, DACA is okay if you can get the other stuff that you need. Um, so <sighs> that's the argument now. I think they're saying, like, he can't. I think his argument was it's going to be such a problem. Um, with crying children being deported from the country politically, that you should just try to get what you can and leave that if alone. If you can get everything else, right? Mm. Then the children, the dreamers, and their parents, mm-hmm. let them stay. So that's an, that's an, that's another viewpoint. So yes, um, it is. Uh, yes, by the way, can we just le- t- say this and leave it here for, for the moment? Uh, Keith Ellison came out and tweeted about uh, uh, and, and was talking about how anti-Semitic D- Donald Trump might be or why he's not. Uh, you know, saying these things, uh, not denouncing the, the crap that's gone on with, with uh, many Jewish uh, areas uh, in the last uh, few months. I don't know if Keith Ellison's the one to, to lecture us about anti-Semitism. No, I, I don't think he is. It doesn't seem like the... No, yeah, it doesn't seem... Of all the messengers, I... 
Mm -hmm. Maybe not the best. No. But the liberals, they're doing this again with, uh, with the environment. The same thing. Now, again, you have Scott Pruitt, who is the EPA chief. He's going to be much better than anyone Barack Obama ever had. I'm, I'm excited. It's one of, my, one of his better appointments, Trump's better appointments, I think. Uh, but the people uh, on the left, the protesters now in North Dakota, where Trump has already had an executive order about this pipeline, they're protesting it. They had to leave. Mm -hmm. Now they're burning. They're burning all their trash at the campsite. Uh, amazing. 100 demonstrators refusing to leave the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, mm. Nonsense. This goes back to February. Um, I mean, it goes back even further. That goes back to Obama, really. Um, but they are very upset. And the Indian, the Native, sorry, the Native Americans Thank there. You. I got that right. Thank you. Uh, the Native Americans there are pissed off because it's a, it's, they've turned their land into a giant trash heap, much worse than having a nice mm -hmm. little pipeline go through there. Uh, you know, pi a pipeline mm -hmm. goes through. What happens? In theory, it could spill at some point, theoretically. Uh, guaranteed if it does, the reason for that will probably be someone intentionally attacking the pipeline. But we'll throw that to the side for a second. Because, um, I mean, I'd, you know, you could start with your suspect list of the people who are camping there. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, if that were to happen, look, this is, this is happening. They've been camping there for a long time, and they've basically destroyed the area. that they, The reason they were protesting it was because they didn't want it to be destroyed. At least that's what we were told. Now, some of the Native Americans there actually care about the land, um, unlike most of the protesters that have been shipped in to that area. Yeah, uh, they've, they've left a lot of trash all over the place. Do you remember, maybe you don't remember this, Stu, but Jeffy certainly will. There was a 70s ad <laughs> where there was a Native American, there was an Indian standing there in full oh, headdress yeah. Very and, famous, and full garb. Super famous, one of the most famous commercials of all time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Looking out over the landscape yeah. and there was trash, kind of litter everywhere. And, and a single Just teardrop, a tear. single tear uh, streaming down his cheek because they were polluting his land. And then these Dakota Indians are just trashing this place. And then they're doing weird things like setting their own teepees on fire. Yeah, everything was burning. That seems counterproductive to me. Why are you setting your own home on fire? Yeah. What is that about? I don't know that I really understand that <laughs> no. whole thing. I think, too, a lot of this has not been the, the actual no, people, Native Americans from the land. It's been people who are just, you know, hippies, uh, annoying yeah, some of protesters them are. Just Some of them up. are the Native Americans, yeah, but no, some true. of them are opportunists who just will protest anything. This particular it, land is not on the Indian reservation, I believe. This is where, the, I mean, this is where But this protesting. is an Osseti uh, Sakawin camp, though. So, right. at least the one we're talking about here. So, shut up, Jeffy. Um, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> the pipeline doesn't... I'll, I'll remind you that the pipeline doesn't go through the... Uh, it do, does it go through the Osseti Sakawan area? Do you know? Area? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then that's exactly, land, it's, it's a no. great point. Then I mean, it is... Shut up. As, as usual, and, and I still want to say shut up to you, but right. I mean, as usual, that point is not talked about very often. Correct. Uh, the actual details of the track of this is not really talked about. No. Um, but, you know, look, That's this interesting, is... interesting, man. Pipelines That's... are not... This is, these are not disasters. Uh, you know, we're pretty good at this. The not only, at all. Uh, you know, I mean, they're like, I, well, there's, there's some spills. Well, there have been spills at uh, times. Very rare. In fact, really, one of the most... I can't think of one. Right. There, there was a story that just came out about a bunch of spills that happened. Yeah. Uh, from pipelines? From fracking. Yes. Um, uh, um, it was more fracking huh. related. 
But still, I mean, yes, you have some spills here and there. However, it's that's, they're very minor. I mean, really, no. when you have a big one, trust me, the media will be there to tell you about it. You know, when you have when the thing that happens in the BP spill, they were they had a camera. They were showing 24 hours a day in the bottom corner of the screen, showing oil come out at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, and by the way, what happened to that? Yeah, uh, the ocean ate it. The ocean. Oh no, they've shut down the Gulf of Mexico. They no. did. Gulf no. of oh, Mexico wow. no, really is haven't. shut down. I, I was telling my kids, and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> uh, I was watching this with my boys uh, a month or two ago, and uh, it was the um, what's the name? Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. And I said, you know, what's interesting about this is after the spill, which was huge, it was gigantic, and it started heading out to deeper waters. And they showed this gigantic oil spill and what they were trying to treat it with and how there was nothing they could do about it. And now it's just going to kill millions and millions and millions of sea life. And then it started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. All of a sudden, it's gone. It just, it just dissipated. The earth has a way where it kind of recycles stuff. I don't know if you know this, but the oil comes from the earth. And so when it goes back to the earth, the earth takes care of it. It's well, an amazing it's an amazing process, but this is a a more complex and and a, a a more resilient place than we give it credit for. Yeah, and look, it did take a lot of cleanup. It did take a lot of money. It did affect some businesses. It, for a good year, I mean, you know, the travel was hurt there. There I mean, look, that's not nothing. Uh, BP paid for uh, this. Uh, they paid a lot of money yeah. uh, to do this. Of course, there's, you know, but I guarantee you. the majority of it was taken care of by the ocean itself. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't the have a stat in front of me, but there was a, uh, there was a stat that, it, we, you know, at the time when this happened, um, the amount of water that comes into the Gulf of Mexico um, from rivers and, and such is so, ins- it's so incredibly insane uh, that, you know, it, even if you just left it there and just closed the thing, it's going to dissipate pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, there's so much water coming in all the time. It, it just like if you had a little bit of oil at the bottom of a cup and you poured a bunch of water into it, you'd notice it for a while. But if you kept pouring water and the, the, the bigger the body of water is, eventually you wouldn't the really notice, notice it. Now, look, I'm not saying there was nothing there. It was a big deal. But, I mean, that's the only one, right? Like, I mean, the Val- then you're going back to Valdez. You're like, oh, well, what about that guy who was, like, drunk or fell asleep and crashed in, in, in Alaska? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it does occasionally happen. That was, by the way, neither you know, that was not a, a a pipeline at all. The other one was at a, a drilling uh, platform. Um, you know, these things can happen. It's not right. without and risk. Some people at all. died on the platform. I mean, it cost, it, it, oh, it, it, it cost lives. Yeah. Oh, it was people. a big deal. But oh, that, I'm talking deal. about environmentally. Huge yes. deal. Um, you know, it's and the, the other thing is, do you know there's oil leaks in the ocean every single oh, yeah. day? Natural seepage. Yeah. Um, I mean, there can't it's be. called the ocean floor, and oil comes out of mm-hmm. it every day, yep. all day. Are you positive about that? <laughs> yes, is I there, am, Is Jody. there proof of that? Yes, oh, there think, is proof of that. Uh, yes. I don't think you really want to question his knowledge. I believe it's going to be featured in a future episode of Leakages. <laughs> I apologize. Gray. Thank you. For the, I guess uh, I'll just shut up. I don't want to, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, give away too much here, right. Pat, but you know I know you you've been working on this project oh, for, for a while. A while. For a uh, while. A reasonable amount of time. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the budget is larger than the BP oil spill cleanup yeah, right. at this point. $795 trillion. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. 
encounter. I, I, need, I meant to ask so, you about that. I mean, leakages is like a, just a government agency now. It just sucks money and it won't wow, go away. Wow, I, I take offense to that. Whoa, Jimmy. whoa, whoa. I, sucks I money and won't go away. Wow. Well, that first hurts. of all, it's, that hurts. it's leading Without to Without producing anything. <laughs> how, how can it go away when it won't even show up? That's what, that's what you got to ask yourself. <laughs> Your show is, uh, well, we'll see. It's soon. Oh, you're, it's going to be worth the wait. Soon? Soon, yes. What, do you have a date it's yet? Be worth the, no, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, why would a date spoil it? Why would you it? put it would that a... kind of pressure on me to pin me down to a specific date? <laughs> I just think you should come at, up with. At how, this like, point. Can we do a year? Wow. Just a year. Any, pick no, a year. We can't, we can't, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we can. Here's what we can do. Okay. We can take a positive step towards self-reliance. Uh, with my Patriot supply. Ah, okay. That's what yes. we can do. What if, what if there's a, what if there's a pipeline going through your, uh, your area, and you know it's just going to explode at any time, right? And it's oh my trap gosh. You, and you're going to have to react to that. Uh, or uh, you, you know, know what I'd do? I'd set my house on fire. That's that's, what well, I'd do. Like, yes, you start with house, <laughs> setting your house on fire. But actually, this would be good, and I'm sure that my Patriot first, supply. First, I'd litter the area with all kinds of trash. Okay. I'd set that on fire. Okay. Then I'd burn down my house. Okay. Well, you might handle things a little bit differently <laughs> than some. I would say for my Patriot supply, uh, while mm-hmm. um, this is not the way they advertise, it would have been smart if you if you went to my Patriot supply for ninety nine dollars before you went to go protest in North Dakota. Yeah. You'd have uh, a month's worth of food taken care of. Uh, that actually is good food. Who God only knows what they were eating up there. Oh, Here's yeah. really good food. Uh, if you're going to go protest a pipeline, call my Patriot Supply. Or if you're sane, call my Patriot Supply. And it's it's ninety nine dollars, less than a hundred bucks for a four week supply. I mean, you, it, you just can't beat this. I, I hope that you finally stop thinking about doing it and actually make the call today. 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290. Four eleven fifty two ninety, or go to preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. It's very important. <laughs> the balloon on my ceiling is still on my ceiling. Oh, no. Uh, we're now over a month. A freaking month. There it is. Day 34, from what I understand. Uh, yes. On the screen. Now, that Y, it's a Y balloon. It was the Y in the word boy, which was for my sister in law's uh, baby shower, which happened on January 21st. Uh, it is now February <laughs> 22nd. They don't usually last that long. Oh, and I, I don't. It's I'm, like a. I, what do they call those? Krylon balloons, right? Oh, yeah. And they're filled with helium. And then, but that helium usually leaks out of yeah. it, and then they just kind of sink to the ground. Another episode of leakages, I think, you yes. have coming up on this. Right. Uh, Can we right. get a date on that one? Yeah, yeah, a year after that. Don't stop trying to pin me down on this. You're, <laughs> you're messing with Can the you? the creative process. So Could be in commit- the next de- decade. Could maybe not. So I don't you won't know. even commit to the 2020s. It, it could be the 2020s. It very well may be. But what about the? But won't... again, let's go back okay. to the so balloon. So the balloon is on the ceiling. <laughs> And I think I'm wanting now to take uh, wagers. Um, I mean, we need to come up with a good prize. Uh, that some... thing's got to stop. Start coming down soon. <laughs> it doesn't look like... soon because you know you can kind of tell like, like it gets yeah. a little separation when the yeah. wet air flows. There's no separation. Yeah, there's no. Well, I mean, is that a recent picture or is that? Yeah, it was. It was yesterday, I think, or last night, I think, or maybe well, two then, nights ago. Because that looks like it's showing no signs. <laughs> No sense of leakage. <laughs> and as an expert in leakages, you would know. It's amazing. Uh, so this is a pretty uh, intense uh, thing. I'm updating How this on Facebook. How high is that ceiling? 18 feet? I don't know. 20? I mean, 
yeah, something like that, right? It's two floors. Like it's open to, from the floor to the ceiling with two right. with two floors there. So I would have thrown something at it by now. Well, so I there's mean, you two, can bring it a so two things I hear. You can't do the ladder because look at if you can kind of see see these little uh, chandeliers on the wall there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going up a staircase, so you can't. I mean, uh, you would have to put, put ladder a ladder on. on the stairs to well, do it. Or I mean, don't you have the extended? Uh, yes, you cannot reach it with. I have an extended extender for the changing cleaner. the light for the light yeah. bulbs. It will not reach. Really? So there's only two things. So people, every time I post one of these pictures, people suggest ways to get it down. Mm-hmm. Right. BB so, gun. Uh, so yeah, yep. number one, BB gun. Which I cannot shoot a BB gun at my freaking ceiling and crown moldings or whatever the hell those things are right. called. Yeah, you I can't know. do that. There's gonna be I, a. I'm gonna it's miss rental property. It's, too. A, I also am a renter. Uh, B. Who's gonna see the BB shot up there? Yeah, I don't want to, but I don't want to damage the thing. There's no reason. Someone, several people have suggested something that is absolutely a brilliant idea um, and would work. However, at this point, I just want to know how long it's gonna stay up there. But the idea is, you take, you go get another balloon. Right, yeah. with a string on it, uh-huh. and then put t- two-sided tape on the top, and you float it up to the top, and then bring it right back <laughs> that down. That absolutely would work. That's, this is a brilliant a idea. idea. Yeah, that's smart. However, it ruins the bit. So uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that's that because I want to know how long it's going to take. Do you have down. to have a really long string? Because that's yeah, but that's I mean, high up there. yeah, you, but I mean, you know, string is relatively inexpensive. I think I have a ladder that goes on stairs. Yeah. You know, you got to get those special ones. Sure, that, right. Or, and but I don't know if it would reach that high. Also, Are you sure your sure. light changer thing won't reach that high? Those yeah. things, I have one that extends quite a way. The one, at least the, I'm sure they exist. But even if that did happen, I, mean, I guess you could put tape on it as well. Same same premise. Put tape mm-hmm. on the other side. Because you wouldn't be able to really like... I mean, I could bat it towards the where I'm standing when taking this picture. I could bat it that way. And then I could get it from, maybe from the ceiling. Plus, it's not really... It's not all that bothersome. No, it's not. I'm just really right. interested. It's, just interesting. No, no, it's, it's funny now. I mean, 34 yeah. days just up there. <laughs> just that, hanging up there. If you wanted it to last that long, it wouldn't. Not oh, no. Chance, so you know? the, the backstory of this is when I went to get these balloons, I went to uh, Kroger to get the helium put in them. And as I was standing there at the counter and they were filling my balloons, a woman walked up and she said, I have, a, uh, I have an event tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Um, if I get it filled now, will it last till tomorrow? Um, and the guy said, well, what, when is it tomorrow? He's like, she's like, I oh, don't know, it's tomorrow afternoon, like kind of like early evening. And he's like, oh, no, no, come back tomorrow. <laughs> so the guy behind the things told wow. this woman yeah. that wow. it wouldn't last one day. And, and here we are, day, day 34. 34 on my ceiling. You should go back and tell him how good a job he did. It's <laughs> a great job. It's lasted 34 freaking days. Pretty amazing. Actually, it's, it's not supposed to last that long. I mean, that could cost him his job. There, yeah. Because <laughs> now no one's going to come back for yeah, like, Maybe. Maybe I could sell it to the next person who's having a Y. Do you need a Y? Uh, do you have a, do anyone need a, a silver side Y balloon? This thing will last forever. Need uh, a Y balloon? Uh, another story I absolutely love, and it also has to do with things in the sky, and that's uh, the seven Earth-sized planets that we just discovered the other day um, orbiting a nearby star. Now, by nearby, <laughs> we're not talking like just past the moon a little ways. Okay. Very close. You will get there in four days. Uh, this is 40 light years away. But just the 40. So uh, 40 stinking light years away, which means at the speed of light, it takes 40 years to get there. It's 240 trillion miles from Earth. Uh, but there is, there's the seven planets, and, and here's the Earth and how they compare in size. And they look about the right size. Three of the planets are in what they call sort of the Goldilocks area where they're not too hot, not too cold. Mm. So they think that there can be liquid water, which leads to life. 
And because so, e, both E and F kind of look like, uh, maybe even a little bit of D, but E and F uh, up there look like, you know, they could have some they, water They on look like habitable planets. Right. And three of them are supposed to be potentially habitable. Now, this, you know, am I, is it weird for me to, to be surprised that we wouldn't know about seven planets that are 40 light years away? I mean, I, right. I, it feels like well, we've it, mapped things out a little bit. It's hard to find them because you have to, the way they do this generally, like 75% of the time is they're looking through a telescope somewhere uh, in space. It's either the, the, I think it's called the, the Kellner Space. Space satellite or or the Hubble, and mm-hmm. so they have to see the star, and then they have to see something pass in front of the star that causes the light to kind of flicker or whatever, and then they think, oh, okay, that's a planet, and then they follow it for a while, and then they realize when things go through it, it that's a planet. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I mean, and they only have so much money. Because from 240 trillion miles away, it's hard to see something that small. You think? And they're not. And they're not. Um, I'm not saying they're not it's stars. Easy. They're planets. Yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. So it's they just, have their. They, they don't, don't have, have their the, own light not lit up, right? Yeah. Uh, it, they'd have to be. I mean, you might it's look right at light. it, and it might be. You might even see a time where in the you documentary can't pick them up. Uh, right. Armageddon, they were surprised uh, when they finally saw the uh, the asteroid. Well, uh, that was one of the reasons why I, it felt weird. Right. Like, it, it felt like a plot hole that, like, how would they not know that this was coming I mean, our way? But quote, I guess it's true. I mean, to quote the head of NASA at the time no, in the documentary, not, he said, uh, head of NASA. a big ass sky. It's so, a big ass uh, sky. That's good science there. That's good science. That's powerful. <laughs> By the way, I, I mean, it's the Kepler telescope. And, and, Kepler, and, yeah, not Kepler. No. I mean, you look like an idiot Kepler. there, obviously, when you did that. <laughs> Uh, I didn't want to call you out, but uh, I gotta how did you find right. that? Somebody say that in your <laughs> oh, ear? Oh, totally. I've never even heard of it. Okay, Hubble, um, I've heard of, not Kepler. Uh, this is interesting because look at the days they it takes to orbit the the sun. Uh, one and a half days for B, two point four two days for C, four oh five, six ten, nine twenty one. Yeah. So their days. The worst, the, the longest one is twenty to days. Orbit, which is a quarter of what Mercury takes to go around the sun. It must be a small star, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't. So it takes us 365 days to, you know, go around our sun. You know what's weird about that? It's the same like as a year. It's like a year. Yeah. Like a Isn't year. that bizarre? So there what are year, the odds of that? How old would you be on a planet that orbits every one and a half days? You'd be really old. Really old. I mean, Jeffy Really age. old. You'd be Jeffy age. Right. Like, you know, right. a normal person would live to be Jeffy's scary. age. Scary. That's really Think scary. Think of that. <laughs> um, now, that's interesting, because you like the space stuff. I really do. You're into the space stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like a Pat Gray pet story a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't know the Kepler. I mean, obviously he doesn't know that much about it. If you not even freaking identify the Kepler telescope, right? But uh, other than that, <laughs> I mean, you're interested. This is an interest point for you. Let yes. me go to one of my pet stories here before we take a break. All right, uh, Philadelphia, not the Eagles, shockingly, but the soda tax. I'm starting to come around to the the, the view now that the the Philadelphia soda tax is actually a good thing, and here's why. It's going so badly. I know, I love that. That maybe it will shake other cities from trying to do it. Maybe. I love it. Um, this is incredible from reason. Um, when you uh, Basic law of e- economics. When you tax something, you get less of it. Philadelphia is getting a crash course in what that looks like. A little less than two months after the city imposed a new tax on sugary drinks, sales of those beverages are down. 
way, way down. And revenue collections are as well. So who are they hurting? Right. They're hurting the small business owners yep. who mm-hmm. have a convenience store that depended on that money. One of the largest beverage distributors, and it's not just the people uh, who own the place, it's people working there. Right. One of the lar- largest uh, b- beverage distributors is planning to cut 20% of its workforce. Oh my God. 20%! That's a, that's a big number. And grocery stores across the city are planning to shed jobs to make up for declining sales. It appears that the tax is causing some shoppers to drive beyond the city's borders, of course, in order to do Obviously. their grocery shopping. Obviously, said. Of course you would do that. I mean, we talked Obviously. about that at the time with just the city tax. Our studios, when we did the show in Philly, were located across the street from the actual city of Philadelphia. It was called City Line Avenue. We were on the other side of it in Ballackinwood. And the reason we did that is because inside you had giant taxes that this, you had to pay in the city and you didn't have to pay them in Ballackinwood. So the, the Ballackinwood side of that road is lined with companies yeah. because they all want to be near enough to Philly to, to go into it if they need to uh, and do business there, but they don't want to actually be to, in Philly. To give you an idea of how far people will go out of their way for taxes, and, and just going across to Bella Kinwood isn't that far. No. It's when I lived in Montana, they, they imposed a huge tax on cigarettes, as they've done all over the country. But I think it seems like Montana was one of the first to really do this. And it was egregious. It was a lot. And so people would drive 250 miles to the Indian Reservation to buy the cigarettes there where the tax wasn't in force. Mm-hmm. And then just stock up for six months or a year. Yep. And then bring them all back and save money that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, so are you telling me people aren't going to drive five miles to not pay that soda tax? Yeah. I mean, Of course they are. Of course. Uh, you know, we sound the same thing in New Jersey. <clears throat> I lived on the New Jersey-Pennsylvania border. And if you, I don't remember the arrangement of which way it was. But one side had lots of advertisements for cigarettes. And the other side had lots of advertisement for alcohol, if I remember right. It was something like that, where like everyone would go to one side to buy one thing and come back to the other side to buy the other. We live, yeah. we do the show yeah. here in uh, Irving, Texas. Um, Las Colinas uh, is the part of it. Um, but Irving, Texas is a dry city. And that doesn't mean what it used to mean, um, but there are no liquor stores no in liquor Irving, stores Texas. Here. It's against yeah. the law. Oh, really? So, yeah, so you go down uh, a road uh, a couple miles from here. You cross that line, and what do you find? Liquor Two stores. giant liquor stores where everyone in this town goes <laughs> to get their liquor. It didn't stop anyone from buying liquor. Oh, it's just everyone now drives and gives the money to whatever town that is. Uh, I don't know which one it is on the other side there. If it's da- uh, Dallas, it's I guess. probably Dallas. Um, yeah, and so everyone goes there and buys the liquor there, and then it comes back to Irving. So now they have to get in the car to get liquor. This is a good thing, right? We're encouraging that behavior. And then they bring it back and, and hopefully wait till they get home and drink it there. And it never works. But listen to this. This is a real. This is a real. This is a real thing. Really hurting people in Philadelphia. In 30 years of business, there's never been a circumstance in which we've had sales decline to any significant wow. amount. Jeff Brown, chief executive officer of Brown Superstores, told Bloomberg, "I would describe the impact as nothing less than devastating. This is going yeah, so go, badly that maybe." Other cities will actually say, wow, we got to stay away from this one. I hope so. I hope so. No kidding. And it, it, it sounds like it's going so badly that, that uh, they better reverse that trend. They better, they better remove the tax. Yeah, I, it might happen. Seriously. We were talking to uh, um, uh, one of our, we were talking about um, Hank's uh, Diet Root Beer, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite. And you mm-hmm. like the, I love the orange and cream uh, mm-hmm. flavor they have. Uh, great soda Not company. the diet. I just like the regular. Yeah, you have the regular. Um, Fully leaded. 
But they're great sodas, no matter what. Yeah, and, uh, delicious. And they're you know they're available and not everywhere, I don't think, but in a lot in, in a lot of places. Um, it's it's delicious. And but they're based in Philadelphia. And uh, oh, are they? Yeah, and you know they're they uh, the guys who uh, uh, Lori and Tony they own you know you know the people who actually like do this for a living have to deal with this tax every yeah. day. It's killing them too. Oh it's boy, it's hurting. We'll see, and well, hopefully it will uh, it will make some noise because they just reported today, I don't know if you had reported it earlier, that they brought in more tax money from it than they had planned on. Uh, they just really? reported, yeah, an income of uh, the, the tax brought in well, I mean, look. from the sales. No, I know. Yeah. I know. But, I mean, that the first month was almost more than double what they projected. What? Really? Because probably yeah. a lot of people are still saying, ah, screw it, I need a soda. That's not going to last, though. People, those right. things affect right. long term. Right? Yeah. But whatever. I mean, again... If the idea is to get as much money to the government so they can centrally plan your life as possible, then yes, raising mm-hmm. taxes is the thing to do. Um, if you live in a country where freedom is, is, is at uh, a premium and you live in a country where you're supposed to be able to do the things that you want to do in your own life and spend your money the way you're, you want to spend it, uh, you know, this is not a good thing. The That's problem really is, quaint. That's a quaint point of view. It is a quaint point of view. Yeah. The problem with this stuff is, as we've seen with mm-hmm. Obamacare now, when you say, well, what Republicans are going through this process right now. Well, I don't know. What do we do? We got we got to get rid of we got to get replace that tax revenue. You mean the one you just created a couple years ago? You got to replace yeah, it now? It's crazy. Now they're going to have to raise taxes so somewhere stupid. else if they get rid of this thing. Oh, I don't know. All right, triple eight seven two seven back more patents too coming up in a second. Um, you know, I've mentioned this multiple times. I am uh, a snob now about water, mm-hmm. and I, I will not drink water from the tap. I, I just won't do it. I, w- I went to my daughter's house. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm like, uh, where's your bottled water? We don't have any, Dad. We can't afford bottled water. I'm like, are you expecting me <laughs> to drink water from the tap? <laughs> Can I make a prediction here? Um, a wonderful present uh, to your daughter will be the Alexa, the Alexa Pure, Pure Pitcher. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I mean, wow. Hey, wow, you got an Alexa Pure in your fridge now. That? Congratulations. I, you're welcome. This is fantastic for that. Yes. And so much cheaper than doing it through bottled water. You know, you can buy those cases of bottled water every time, and they go really fast. Or you can get this. You pay once, and you're done. And it, and it removes, uh, reduces up to 99.9% of 92 different contaminants found in tap water. It makes it clear. Makes it clean. Makes it delicious. Yeah, and by the way, you could, put your, you could pour your bottled water into this and it's going to improve. Uh, that's how oh, good the filter sure. is in this thing. It's the top of the mm-hmm. line. I mean, really, you can't do better than that. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't have to have uh, spend all the money on bottled water. Uh, it's a great, it's a great uh, little device. And they spent years and years and years on it because they actually had it. I mean, they had it better than the typical <laughs> big brands uh, that are in the grocery stores. They had it better than that two years ago. They release it. They waited. But they wanted to make it even yeah even yeah. more incredible uh, than it already was, and they, they did. And now it's uh, ready for you. So order yours at GetAlexaPure.com. GetAlexaPure.com. Or call 888-895-7746. That's 888-895-7746. Welcome back. 888-727-BECK is the uh, phone number. Happy birthday, Bobby Bonilla. Uh, today he's uh, 54 years old, uh, former Mets Pirates baseball player. Also the Marlins, right? 
Um, reason that's notable is that uh, he's still in the he's 54 years old, still being paid by the New York Mets. That's uh, fair. that's a good contract. I wow. love this contract. Jeez. I love every time this pops up. I love doing it. But it's a uh, uh, 1.193 million dollars a year, um, and he's 54 now. He will receive that payment every year on July 1st until he's 72 years old. You've so got to be still kidding has me. 18 years left on this deal. <laughs> it's <laughs> the most amazing thing. That ah. is. What happened there? I can't so, remember. I mean, I know that is the case. Yeah. And every year it comes up. And every year it's shocking. And every year you're like, <laughs> what the hell? And then you remember the story. I can't remember how it began, though. Right. So he well, uh, has signed a big deal. They wanted to, uh, they wanted to uh, get out of it. So they, uh, they had... Um, they, they did this. The Mets went through a big period, and they did this with Brett Saberhagen, if you will, a great pitcher from uh, back in the day. Yeah. Um, uh, where they wanted to do deferred contracts. The reason is interesting in that they were making so much money on their investments uh, that they believed they could just give you know five percent interest on these contracts, space them out over a long period of time, and they'd actually make money. Mm-hmm. The problem was the way they were making so much money on their investments was they were investing with an interesting man by the name of Bernie Madoff. <laughs> That's right. um, yeah. So they had dumped all huh. their money into Madoff, and they were making 20% a year. And they're like, well, if we put 5% interest, we're going to make a fortune on these contracts. Mm-hmm. Why pay them now when we can dump that money into Madoff and make all the money over, over this long period of time? So they spaced out these contracts over 30 years. Um, and uh, mm. so they're just – some, you know, some of them I think even longer – um, so every year now, Bobby Bonilla gets yeah. a, a payment of how much? $1.2 million until he – and they only owed him uh, $6 million. So that was in the, for the 2000 season. They no, longer wanted to, they no longer wanted him. They negotiated with the agent to attach an 8% annual interest rate to that money. With the clock starting in 2000, adds up to $29.8 million. So they only, they only owed him $6. they are paying him $30. Um, but they didn't have to pay him until 2011. So they thought they'd make all this money back in interest. It would be no big deal. Well, the Madoff thing fell through, and now they're still paying him. How all the sweet way is that for Bonilla? It's awesome. It's awesome. I love stories like that. I love <laughs> stories like that. All right, we're running super late. Let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the uh, phone number. We'll be back with more in a second. Mm. I'd like that deal. Yes, I'll take that Me deal. Too. We actually signed Jeffy to a deal similar to that. It was uh, in the year 2170, he starts getting a dollar per year, and it lasts for two years. At the time, it sounded great. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Just time for a couple of uh, couple of quick stories. First, let's start with Matt Damon. Well, we touched on actors uh, the other day. Matt Damon, uh, star of uh, The Great Wall. Mm. Uh, now, uh, in it a, made over nine dollars and fifty cents. In a recent week. interview uh, with People Magazine, mm-hmm. I am not a believer in walls, uh, oh, Matt Damon. Wow. So wow. no walls, no guns. Even I believe that history belongs to the cooperators, and nor am I of mind that Mexico is going to pay for our infrastructure any more than we're going to pay for their highways. You know what I mean? Yes, actually, he's right on that. <laughs> he is right on that. It's about the only thing he's ever been right on, but he is right about yeah. that. And uh, also we have, uh, we talked a little bit on radio today about uh, Kermit Gosnell, uh, the abortion uh, killer, the baby serial killer. Yeah. He uh, yep. is in prison, but he wrote a letter to uh, saying that Will Smith, please help me, Will, because I gave birth to you 
Well, he, well, didn't, he didn't give, he, <laughs> give I, birth. He delivered. Well, delivered. Yeah, same yes. thing, but and, he could have killed him at any time. We have no idea if that's actually true, but that's what he, he wrote in a letter to Fail of, or to Will Smith, and it was discovered by Phelan McAleer, who's been on the show yeah. before, uh, did a great documentary on the natural gas uh, business. And his uh, new documentary on Gosnell is coming out. In fact, he's debuting it at CPAC this oh, wow. week. Oh, yeah. America's biggest serial killer, Gosnell. The doctor is in. Oof. The doctor is Man. sin. Oh, yeah. Uh, see oh. what he did there? Oh, yeah. I did. See what he did? See what he did there? Uh, pretty, pretty close to uh, true there. Right? Uh, yeah. that. Uh, amazing. All right. Uh, back with more in just a second. So, uh, this is for the epic.